Well, thank you so much for our powerful worship. That was really good. Amen. Isn't that great to just be in God's presence and enjoy what His Spirit is able to achieve? As the word came, we shouldn't go back the way we came in. Some of us came with a heavy heart. Some of us are troubled and are concerned about rightful things, things that are legitimate, that you are dealing with. My prayer is that as the Lord has spoken, you will uh, just in faith take hold of it and get your total freedom. Today I'm speaking uh, the, uh, on the subject uh, the giant of uh, disappointment. And um, this is uh, the last part of this uh, three series that started a couple of weeks ago. And uh, we are going to learn from a practical point of view how we are able to deal with uh, disappointment. Because I'm sure uh, every one of us has been disappointed one way or the other. So this is. Uh, a topic that should touch every one of us. And uh, unfortunately, most of the time, when we are going through disappointment or when we are disappointed in uh, someone or in ourselves, it looks like people give some very irrelevant advice in terms of, oh, get over it. And uh, we find it very uh, frustrating to hear that because uh, that is the getting over it that I'm unable to do. So give me something more uh, tangible. So we are going to learn, hopefully through this uh, half an hour, uh, how to deal with this from a practical uh, point of view. So the reality is that in this fallen world, we are all faced with pain, challenges, limitations, disappointment, discouragement, all of the negative stuff. Whether you are high up there, spiritually or you are low down here, you are either going towards uh, a disappointment uh, or you are coming out of it uh, or you are in the middle of it. I hope you get my point. Maybe I should have started. You are either going towards one or you are in the middle of one or you're going out of one. Whatever lifestyle you have, it is impossible for you to not to be disappointed one way or the other. So the reality is, I mean, we are all stuck with this. But the thing to do is to understand where disappointment comes from. And so we want to uh, learn uh, uh, three levels of uh, disappointments and different degrees of disappointment. So the first level of disappointment that I would like to uh, attach here is... Uh, uh, the disappointment with yourself. Amen? And then the second one that I will uh, uh, tackle in this study is uh, the disappointment with others. And the last one, which if, and it happens to some of us, not all of us, thankfully, but this being disappointed with God. And uh, that is a tough one. So we'll be able to deal with all of that. So first of all, how will I deal with disappointment to myself? Or being disappointed about myself. You see, goals that are unreached, the sense of inability, the feeling of being less qualified, multiple relationships being broken and not performing at 
other people's expectations all lead to disappointment. Most of the time, we give ourselves a certain standard. Yesterday, I was talking about that. My daughter was asking me, what are you going to preach about? I said, disappointment. She said, oh, that's something I would like to listen. And I'm like, why? She said, oh, I get disappointed a lot. I said, truly? You are in this house and you are disappointed? I said, yeah, I deal with it all the time. I said, okay, we all deal with it, but it don't just stay there. It is your understanding of your uniqueness. And that's uh, all human beings uh, go through disappointment. But we need to understand that we are going to be disappointed. We don't need to stay there. And I know we all know that, but the problem is uh, many of us, we sort of settle there. So your disappointment with yourself comes from various uh, roots, which obviously in 30 minutes I cannot cover all of that. But you can put what you are concerned about, the very thing that disappoints you, and take it as uh, my point uh, in making you to understand that we are all work in progress. So whatever you put yourself, uh, or goal you put to yourself, or whatever expectation you had about yourself, and that you were unable to achieve, uh, and that brought disappointment to you, let me tell you, God is at work with you. The work is not done. We are not in a perfect world. So learn to let it go. And the second level of disappointment is uh, being disappointed with others. And with this... It carries a very broad spectrum. That is, we have uh, different layers of relationship that bring uh, different degrees of disappointment. The first level of, uh, uh, is uh, the being disappointed with the passersby. Sometimes you are cross or you are disappointed in some people who just, uh, you don't know that well and that... Uh, somehow not that close to you or leaders or institutions or humanity or life itself, people of influence doing badly uh, and so on and so forth. All of that brings disappointment. You thought people could do better. You thought people had a standard that they would follow. But it happens that they don't follow those uh, uh, standards. And it brings disappointment. The thing is, uh, when you are disappointed with others that are far away from you, let me tell you, it is easy to deal with it, isn't it? Because after all, you don't know them that well, so there's no point holding grudge against them. Amen? So that level of disappointment, I think most of us, we deal with it easily. But there is another level that is a little bit closer, that is being disappointed with friends and family. Are you with me this far? Amen? When you are disappointed with family and friends, let me tell you, it becomes a little bit harder. It's difficult to let it go. Why? Because you know, you, I mean, everybody could do that to me, but not you. Why? Because you are my friend. You know better, isn't it? Amen? Amen? And family. And you think, how can you do this to me? How can you just fail me on this very thing that you promised you were going to deliver and so on and so forth? So, this is a little bit harder to deal with because we are acquainted to such people and we trust them, we put our expectation high, and therefore, when they disappoint us, it hurts. 
And the third level that I would like to mention here, and don't worry because we'll be learning about how to deal with all of that. And I guess some of you, yes, okay, keep on telling, but what? How can I deal with it? Wait, be patient with me. Amen? Come on, you are too something. Well, are you thinking or? Come on. You're thinking. Good. We are Pentecostals, okay? So I want to hear, I hear you, hallelujah, praise the Lord, and all of that. Amen. Amen. The third level of, uh, 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 of uh, relationship being, uh, or you being disappointed, is to be disappointed with your spouse, or your parents, or spiritual leaders. Because these people, a spouse, your husband or your wife, I will not say partner or whatever because I want you to be married. Amen? <laughs> Amen. So make God to bless it and make it uh, a wedding and a relationship. Uh, I mean, okay? I'll close it there. I won't put myself uh, to go, go, don't go too far. But understand me, if you're living with someone, it's better to have uh, God's blessing over it. Don't just live together. Amen? No, you will not say a good amen. Okay, let me deal with disappointment. <laughs> when you are disappointed with your spouse, it is more difficult. Why? Because you spend time with that person. You trust that person more. You have a great expectation. Your parents, like your dad, your mom, or even, uh, I mean, uh, 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 sometimes even your children. It is harder. Why? Because you expect them after a period of time of living together and so on and so forth for them not to do that. But remember, it is impossible not to be disappointed. So the people who disappoint you the most are the closest to you. And these uh, uh, types of disappointments are more difficult to deal with because uh, these people are very close. And among the spouses and um, the parents, I have listed in this category spiritual leaders. Because you look up to your pastor, isn't it? You expect your pastor to be with you, stand with you, and all of that. So sometimes, because we are not uh, uh, superhuman, we can just like, just like I'm preaching now, if you're not careful, whatever I say, you may take it wrongly. You may not get exactly what I meant. Uh, so you can be uh, offended by that. And you think, oh, but he should know better. He shouldn't have spoken like that. And you can be disappointed. And even in more complicated or more serious issues, uh, sometimes we can, uh, as spiritual leaders, give uh, some advice that are not all that great, so it can bring some level of disappointment. This is harder to deal with, and we will know how to uh, deal with all of that uh, in uh, a, a little while. So the third level of dis being disappointed, level of disappointment is being disappointed with God. And it is hardest to deal with because uh, we know God is almighty, and because of scriptures like uh, in the book of Hebrews, uh, chapter 13, somebody said, oh, at last we are reading a scripture. I thought we were at church. <laughs> okay, so Hebrews 13, verse 5. <laughs> Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God said, 
I will, uh, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So the big part of this scripture talks about the fact that God said, I'll never leave you. And some of us, when we were preached to, we were told, come to church and all your problems will be solved. And I came to church and I realized, actually, my problems have multiplied. <laughs> or oh, you are different from me. <laughs> because I can't use the back doors to sort my problems out. I need to go the right way, the narrow way. And it is more difficult, more complicated to find answers. So I find myself getting, or Christians find themselves being disappointed because they were told with God, all things are possible. Come to him, he will sort things out. And we came, and then now we realize, actually, it's not working the way I was told. Scriptures like Psalm 91, verse 14, which says, Because he loves me, and that is you and I will love him, says the Lord, I will rescue him, I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. God promised that because we love him, he will make sure we don't get overwhelmed by problems. Remember, he never said he would prevent us from going through problems. In the book of Psalm, chapter 23, he said, when I walk through the valley of shadow of death, many of us will wish, he said, oh, if I will make you escape the, uh, the, the valley of shadow of death. But that is not the truth. We all are going to face challenges, problems, difficulties, one way or the other. When things don't happen as we expect, we feel betrayed. We feel disappointed. Some of us even go beyond disappointment and be discouraged and they give up. I want to advise you, as long as there is breath in your lungs, never give up. There is always hope. Only the dead has no hope. And as long as you are alive, there is hope. And there are Three main reasons uh, that I've listed that uh, lead uh, to disappointment. First of all, disappointment comes out of offense. Secondly, it comes out of a broken trust. And thirdly, it comes out of uh, failed expectation or too high expectation not being met. So the problem we have is that we are either offended, we are broken, uh, somebody has broken the trust we put in them, or our expectations were not met. And because of that, we are disappointed. And just like disappointment, uh, uh, offense is a terrible thing that unless you deal with it, you are going to be trapped. And it's not going to help you. It will eat you up as a cancer. Amen. And so we are advised, we are told, and the reality is we all know we need to let it go. And there is a book written by a guy called John Bivier. The title of it is Offense, the Bait of Satan. And the whole story that goes with that book is that uh, apparently in Australia there is uh, this experiment long time ago. Maybe they still do it now, but I think it, uh, in the very ages, uh, in, uh, uh, far uh, behind, uh, the farmers or the hunters will go and hunt monkeys. And they will make a box and put a transparent thing and put a banana inside the box. And they will make a, a small hole, which... Uh, uh, only uh, the, the hand of the monkey is able to enter, but when he grabs the banana, obviously there is uh, a fist that is made, and he can't draw it back. 
I hope you understand what I'm trying to say here. So offense is like that bait, that banana. And the monkey is not smart enough to understand that, look, let it go and free yourself. So you hold on to it and will be struggling. I want my banana. I'm holding on. I deserve it and so on and so forth. And all people who are offended, let me tell you, you think you deserve to be upset. You are right to be uh, uh, upset. You don't want to let it go. And the problem is as long as you hold on to it, you expose yourself to be killed. Maybe not literally killed, but you'll be dying slowly. And it goes with disappointment as well. The truth is for the monkey to be able to survive, the monkey just has to release the banana and take the hand off. But uh, I pray from today we're not going to be like monkeys. No, it's not funny for some of you, is it? And I think where we miss it is uh, our failure to understand uh, the difference between spirit, soul, and body. And I will cover that at the last part of my uh, 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 preach. But we need to understand that uh, offense or disappointment happens only in the soul level. Not your entire being. And a book that uh, a brother reminded me, uh, uh, <laughs> is Garrett. Yeah. It gave me a couple of, uh, I think, years ago about a spirit, soul, and body. Wrote, uh, it, it was written by uh, uh, this man, um, Andrew Womack. He expands about uh, our understanding about the fact that we are not just uh, a, 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 a body. We have uh, a soul, but first and foremost, we are a spirit being. And your understanding of that. And God made me to expand a little bit more. But he explained in that book how valuable, how important it is for Christians to understand that we are not just our body. We are not just our feelings. And when you talk about disappointment, what do people say? Oh, I feel so disappointed in you. But let me tell you, you are not just a feeling. You are first and foremost a spirit being. And a spirit cannot be disappointed. A spirit cannot be possessed. A spirit cannot be bound. The Bible says in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, you and I, we are three parts in one. Spirit, soul, and body. But you know what? We allow the two-thirds of us to force it over us to subdue our spirit. Meanwhile, the spirit is greater but the unfortunate thing, the spirit is a gentle person. The spirit doesn't force its way. The spirit is like gentile, you know. <laughs> Some of you don't get it. <laughs> but leave it like that, okay? He's gentle. He will never force his way on you. So my uh, uh, question is, how, what are the cures to our disappointments? Psalm uh, uh, 11 verse 3, it says, uh, when the foundation is destroyed, what shall the righteous do? When you are beaten down, when you are tossed to and fro, the thing you need to understand is that uh, disappointment is a feeling. And you are not just a soul. And what your feeling would dictate will affect your body and what you do at the, uh, uh, in the end of it. Amen? 
And I have this saying, uh, uh, some of you have, may have heard me say it before, let your feelings be indicators, not dictators. Because your feelings cannot always be right. Do you know today is, uh, I mean, we have a wonderful weather. It, puts, it makes people happy. But if the time and the, uh, the, the, the weather should change overnight with rain, we'll be clumpy. And it affects our feelings. And I can't be yo-yo like that. I can't be dependent on the weather changing my mood, changing who I am. No. It can affect it. It can be indicators, but they will not be dictators. I'm preaching better than you are reacting. Amen? <laughs> the truth is, no one can avoid disappointment. And I know you've heard this, but hear it from the throne room of God. Don't live there. Understand that it is part of life, and I'm not teaching you anything about that. Come on. Whether you like it or not, it is part of life. But understand that this is just a feeling. It is valid. It, you are right. You expected, you wanted something to come out of it, and it didn't. But what will it benefit you for you to hold on to it? So the key is, uh, and I'm here, you have heard it before. Yesterday I was uh, with Kamal and uh, uh, Tracy. Uh, we had a time out, and then uh, Tracy was, uh, what are you preaching on? I said, a disappointment. And she said, tell me, is it like uh, have a low expectation? I told her, come to church, and she's here. Thank God. Thank you for making it. <laughs> come to church, and I will uh, teach you how to deal with it. Because I have heard people say, oh, it's about your expectation being too high. But how low can you go with your expectation? You cannot be without expectation whatsoever. So no matter how low your expectation is, uh, some people will not meet it. So that is not the cure. So Tracy, you have it? It can be part of it. Obviously, you can deal with some issues by not uh, expecting too much. But I'm, uh, I'm afraid this is not the answer. Amen? The key for you to come out of your disappointment is for you to lean on grace and your decision with the help of the Holy Spirit to let go of your disappointments. Go for the word. Trust the Lord again. Pray and think differently. Because the reason why you are so caught up with the disappointment is because you keep on rehearsing it in your mind. And as long as you think about it as long as, I mean, as much you will be a subject to the effect of it. So it is about you deciding this is bringing disappointment, bad feelings, when I hear about, and most of us, we say, oh, just like offense, oh, I've forgiven him or her. But when you hear the person's name, when you hear their voice, something starts, mm. <laughs> So you haven't let them go. It's still there. And how to deal with it. The Bible says from in the book of Proverbs chapter 23 verse 7. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. If you keep on thinking, if you keep on meditating, if you keep on uh, uh, spending time on the subject of your disappointment, don't expect another result. As simple as that. But you know what? We fail to do it. So my prayer for you today is that God will give you grace to be able to 
get to this other side to be more in tune with the spirit. And remember, like I spoke about spirit, soul, and body, your spirit is identical to Jesus right now. The Bible says in the book of 1 John chapter 4, verse 17, as he is, so are we here in this world. Many of us, we think, oh, when we go to heaven, then we will look more like Jesus. Wrong. Scripture says, he who is joined with the Lord is one spirit with him. So you have the spirit of God. The ability to create anything and everything. That is why Jesus was able to say, the things you see me do, the same will you do also, and greater works than this. How can we human beings do greater things? It's because the Holy Spirit dwells in us, and powers us, and enables us, and gives us the ability to do much more than he could uh, uh, have done when he was here on earth. I thought somebody would give a clap of friend to the Lord for that. So the book of Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 18 to 25, I read quickly. So I say, my splendor is gone, and all that I had hoped from the Lord. I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I well remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him. To the one who seeks him. You see, the reason why we get disappointed is because we put our eyes on men or in ourselves. But let me tell you, we are all broken vessels. Apart from your spirit, two-thirds of you is in trouble. So don't depend on that, that aspect. The Bible says in the book of Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 5, Woe to man, woe to the person who puts his faith, his hope, in, his trust in man. The seven says, blessed is he who puts his faith and confidence in the Lord. He's like a tree that is planted by the riverside. Let me tell you, don't produce every time, but you produce in your season. But put your trust, put your hope, put your eyes. I'm not saying distrust people, be uh, 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 suspicious of people and so on and so forth. But I'm saying put your faith, your expectation, your trust, everything in God. Even though God will go through human beings to do whatever he has promised, never put your eyes on man. Because that is where disappointment comes from. Apart from the word of God, nothing is permanent. The book of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 says, uh, There is no challenge, there is no trial that will come to you that is not uh, normal, that the people haven't gone through before. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 39 says, But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of uh, the soul. I want to be a believer. I want to hold on. I want to have hope. I want to have faith. I want to have confidence in God's ability to turn my circumstances around. Proverbs 23 verse 18 says, For surely there is an end, and the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. But where there is no expectation, what can the Lord do? Mark 10 verse 27 says, With God, how many things? 
Are you sure? All is all, including what is bothering you. Including what is, uh, you are disappointed about. But take it to him. Many of us, we come in prayer and present things unto God. But before we leave his presence, we carry the problem again and we put it on our heads. It's not going anywhere. Psalm 91 verse 15 says, He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Just like disappointment, like, uh, just like any other thing, any challenge that you may go through in life. Let me tell you, every key, every element of life has the key in God, the answer in God. Let us come with him boldly. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. Come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy and, and find grace in time of need. God is the answer. If you got disappointed, let me tell you, keep on pushing. Keep on believing. One day, to your surprise, that situation that looked impossible will be turned around. He's the specialist of the impossible becoming possible. He's the one who is able to do everything and anything. So, uh, the book of Luke chapter 1 verse 37 says uh, 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 that with God, nothing shall be impossible. Are we disappointed in life? Are we faced with challenges? My encouragement to you is that differentiate between your spirit being, your soul, and your body. Let your spirit, the truth of your spirit, bring that reality of that spirit, that freedom. We sang, or it was said, the one the sun sets free is free indeed. It's part of my notes here. I didn't cover that part. Because my time is up, shall we stand? <laughs>